more news emerges from under Shanghai's lockdown. Workers there were busy loading a filled body bag into a vehicle destined for a funeral home when they discovered it was still moving. A wave of tragic suicides hit Shanghai. Driven by starvation in the absence of medical care, more residents have been found dead after struggling under the city's draconian rules. Over 80% of Americans say they don't like China. More specifically, they don't like China under its current communist rule. China's Huawei sees a revenue drop. U.S. sanctions on the telecom giant have led to a poor first quarter performance. And a new report shows China is losing foreign capital. Curiously, the report came from a top Chinese research firm. Welcome to China in Focus. I'm Tiffany Meyer. An almost disaster strikes Shanghai. Outside of an elderly care home there on Sunday, workers prepared to transport what they thought was a corpse. But the situation changed when they noticed the body moving. The two workers were dispatched by a local funeral home. But while loading the sealed and sterilized body bag onto a stretcher and into a vehicle, they noticed movement. And when they checked the body bag, they found the elderly patient inside was still alive. The workers called for nursing home staff, who later came to escort the patient. A local media outlet confirmed the incident with the senior home and the local civil affairs bureau, and that the patient is now hospitalized and in stable condition. Local authorities said they would investigate the situation and keep the public updated. The unusual event struck as another Shanghai nursing home came under fire in the past weeks. Families of patients there have accused the facility of covering up COVID-19-related deaths. The elderly care facility has been shuttered since early February, as the city wages war on the current virus outbreak. Some patients' family members told the Epoch Times that they lost contact with their loved ones there after they tested positive for the infection, while others say they were simply notified to come collect their elderly relatives' ashes. Life under Shanghai lockdown orders is getting progressively difficult for residents. More reports are flowing in about a wave of suicide attempts as locals grow desperate due to lacking food supplies and medical care. Just a warning, the following footage contains graphic images. Another tragic report from Shanghai. According to a social media post, this man had been one of many sealed inside his apartment building. After running out of supplies, he reportedly grew hopeless, later jumping from his building in an attempt to end his life. He was badly injured and was heard telling the surrounding community committee workers that he would haunt them after his death. The video was shared on Twitter Thursday, quickly getting a number of retweets. One elderly man was found dead after he hung himself from a tree. Details say he had been suffering from bladder stones since late March. But due to lockdown rules, he didn't have access to medical treatment. By the time his community committee allowed him to leave the area and seek treatment, he still couldn't get to the hospital because of road blockages. 
Unable to endure the severe pain any longer, the man left behind a suicide note before ending his life. With many cut off from health care, the man's case is not an isolated event. One elderly woman with diabetes reportedly couldn't get her insulin while stuck at home. She was found after jumping off a building and ending her life. Her husband was seen sobbing beside her body. Someone close to the matter said bystanders called emergency service after her fall, but first responders had not appeared on the scene after half an hour. Yet another case happened days ago. A social media post reported a couple jumped off a building with their two kids. Many of these deaths have gone largely unnoticed. Negative views about China have reached a new high among Americans. This is according to a recent poll by the Pew Research Center published on Thursday. Over 80% of those polled see China negatively, with 40% having extremely negative opinions of the country. The numbers are up from a year ago and reached the highest since 2005. According to the survey, Americans are concerned about the alliance between China and Russia. Nine out of ten American adults take it as a serious problem for the U.S., with over 60% saying they believe it is very serious. But more Americans are considering China a competitor rather than an adversary. The poll shows that over 60% perceive China as a competitor. That figure was below 55% in January. Roughly 43% of respondents say China is the world's number one economy, and they say the same about the U.S. economy. That figure was 32% in 2020. The survey also reveals that two in three Americans view China as a major threat. The Pew Research Center completed the poll this March by interviewing nearly 3,600 American adults. The U.S. State Department says it's witnessing a trend of rising digital authoritarianism, with some countries limiting freedom of expression. On Thursday, the United States and about 60 partners around the world launched the Declaration for the Future of the Internet. The Declaration's principles include a commitment to protecting human rights and the free flow of information. The declaration says the United States and partners plan to work together to promote this vision and its principles globally. Also included are plans to promote an affordable and accessible Internet. China and Russia did not join in the declaration. As for who is offering support, all members of the Five Eyes Alliance back the plan, meaning the U.S., U.K., Canada, Australia and New Zealand. The group makes up the biggest intelligence network among democratic countries. And alongside them, the two most important U.S. allies in the European Union, Germany and France. Support is also coming in from Asia, specifically from two countries with great geopolitical importance for the U.S., Japan and Taiwan. But India, another major influencer in the region, does not appear on the list. What's more, parts of America's backyard signed on too, from Latin America. Though the most influential country there, Brazil, is also absent from the list of supporters. Huawei's first quarter revenues are on the decline compared to last year. China's tech giant Huawei said on Thursday that its new business areas didn't help to reverse its financial issues, noting its first quarter revenues slipped nearly 14 percent. The company says the results match their predictions. In 2019, the U.S. placed Huawei on an exports blacklist for national security reasons, barring it from getting critical U.S. technology. 
The policy hinders Huawei's ability to design microchips and source components from outside vendors. According to research firm CounterPoint Research, Huawei held just a little over 6% of China's handset market, which includes smartphones in the first quarter. Huawei says its profit drop was partially due to increased research and development spending. What's more, the company claimed to have spent over 20% of its total revenue last year. The same quarter, a sub-branch Huawei sold in December 2020 called Honor saw its market share rise to nearly 17%. China isn't getting as much foreign investment as it used to. Is the country losing its shine in the eyes of investors? NDD's Don Ma has more. The latest report by the Zero Two IPO Research Center a top venture capital and private equity research firm in China, shows that foreign investment in China fell 60% in Q1 this year compared to last year. The decrease in foreign investment comes after the U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission, or SEC, tightened requirements for Chinese companies wanting to list on the New York Stock Exchange. Investor and CEO of tech firm Capture, Bob Bilberg, says that this is expected. I think any time the SEC kind of tightens the requirements like that, it throws uh, investors into a panic. Um, It just seems less safe, right? Investors like predictability. And a significant portion of the decrease is in Chinese startup companies. Without foreign support, it's hard for these companies to develop into something bigger. It's going to impede growth, basically. It takes money to, it takes, you know, we always call it the money for startups that make the fire burn hotter. In, in a startup, and without that funding or the mass amounts of that funding, their tech startups or any kind of startup that comes out of China is going to be affected by that. Bill Brook predicts that foreign investment in China will only decrease going forward. And without foreign investment, we could be seeing fewer Chinese startups turning into the Alibabas of the future. Because foreign investment plays a huge factor in their development. I think today it's a huge factor because of Wall Street being pretty much the the biggest deployment deployer of that capital. But right now, Wall Street funds a lot of the growth around the world. Bill Brooks says China's loss of foreign investment is also due to its COVID lockdowns and its silence on the Russian invasion of Ukraine. Don Ma, NTD News. Coming up, Shanghai's COVID-19 death toll sees a dramatic increase. The city reported just two confirmed deaths for the last year and a half. But that number jumped to 300 in just 10 days. But the major hike has many asking, are these figures credible? We take a closer look after the break here on China in Focus. Welcome back to China in Focus. I'm Tiffany Meyer. Shanghai CCP virus death toll is seeing a dramatic increase. The city reported just two virus deaths in the first year and a half prior to mid-April. But that figure jumped to almost 300 in 10 days. Experts question the credibility of China's official death toll. The most recent CCP virus outbreak in Shanghai started on March 1st. In the past year and a half prior to the current outbreak, Shanghai reported only two COVID-related deaths. By April 17th, the city reported over 400,000 virus cases, and the official death toll had stayed at a surprising zero. But in just 10 days, from April 18th to 28th, 
Shanghai authorities reported 285 virus deaths. Sean Lin, a retired U.S. Army officer and microbiologist, says the dramatic change in death toll is the CCP's new lie to cover up previous lies. The CCP now desperately needs some COVID deaths. They went too far previously with fabricating virus data and covering up deaths. Now they can no longer sustain the same lies. That's why they are now trying to make their numbers sound a bit more consistent with global norms. Estimates by The Economist magazine put China's real excess COVID death toll at around 1.7 million. This means China's official death toll, which is just a little over 4,600, understates the death rate by 170 times. A Shanghai resident tells NTD she believes authorities have manipulated the official data. It's just like any other statistics. It all depends on what the leaders want. When we report data, we find ways to collect and report data so the figures tell the story that the leaders want to hear. Do you know what I mean? Ms. Zhang says she is against the lockdown. It's so weird. As a normal and healthy person, why can't I go out and walk around? How can that affect anyone or violate any pandemic policies? I think the lockdown is purely insane. Former Wuhan resident Zhang Hai lost his father two years ago to the virus, when the Chinese regime covered up the pandemic. He blames the CCP for the loss of lives. The officials can do anything they want. With their power and resources, they have caused so much harm to the people. Isn't this a form of murdering under the name of pandemic control? This is a typical act of state crime. Pointing to a series of tragedies caused by Shanghai's draconian lockdowns, Zhang says every Chinese person should reflect on the situation. If you are not even afraid of dying, what else do you fear? Why don't you fight? Who's taking away your freedom and leaving you to starve? Zhang adds that every Chinese person who's suffering from the lockdown should think hard about why he or she isn't standing up and resisting it. Shanghai authorities reported 58 new CCP virus cases outside areas under lockdown on Monday. This has been a setback following news that no cases have been confirmed outside lockdown areas for two days this past weekend. Reports of new COVID-19 cases outside of Shanghai's lockdown area could spell a setback for the city's battle against infections. Authorities reported 58 new cases on Monday after two days of no new confirmed cases outside quarantined areas over the weekend. However, other data showed encouraging trends, with overall local cases down to 6,804 from 7,189 the previous day. Despite the drop in infections, more fences were erected at some residential blocks in Shanghai on Monday. And footage filmed by Reuters also showed streets largely devoid of pedestrians and traffic. Tough coronavirus measures in Shanghai have stirred rare public anger, with millions of the city's 25 million people stuck indoors for more than a month. Some sealed inside fenced-off residential compounds and many struggling to secure daily necessities. Meanwhile, in Beijing, authorities pressed on with testing millions of people on the May Day holiday. China's zero-COVID policy is increasingly out of step with the rest of the world, where many governments have eased restrictions or thrown them off altogether, with the goal of living with COVID.
Shanghai's lockdown restrictions have sent many infected patients into quarantine zones to isolate. But after recovering and getting released, some are finding themselves homeless. That's as the buildings and communities they lived in before are refusing to take them back, fearful that they may still carry the virus. The issue has left many to sleep on the streets. Here's more. A Shanghai resident named Ms. Xu is one of those affected. She said after her release from a nearby quarantine center, she had nowhere to go. She recounted coping with high winds and a temperature of just 57 degrees Fahrenheit. Shu recorded this video Wednesday evening, a day after becoming homeless. In a later interview with NTD, she explained she was sent to a makeshift hospital even after her COVID-19 test results shifted from positive to negative. To protect her identity, we are using her surname. In March, I tested positive, but my results soon turned negative. But they still forced me to a quarantine zone, even after the test result was negative. After quarantine, I became homeless. Xu asked to leave the quarantine zone to seek medical attention because she had suffered from kidney disease. She wasn't allowed to leave until Tuesday night. That's when she discovered it wasn't possible for her to return to the hotel she had been staying in before isolation. With nowhere left to go, she became homeless and settled under the overhead of a shopping mall. This place is really dangerous because personal and property safety are not guaranteed. There were four people last night just under one roof of a shopping mall at this intersection. One of us lost a cell phone and there were thieves. Even some of our leftovers were eaten or stolen. I think the situation here is very serious right now. Xu says she needs kidney surgery, but right now many of Shanghai's hospitals are closed. And what's more, those that are open have long waiting lines for treatment. A volunteer in Shanghai told us Xu's situation isn't an isolated case. Hundreds of people were kicked out of this quarantine zone. The same situation happened at the other isolation sites. They don't accept people after quarantine, so many of them are living on the streets. I know this group. They wanted to sleep at the entrance of the Shanghai Municipal Government Building, but they were chased away and no one solved their problems. The new kind of homelessness problem has impacted a range of people in Shanghai. Those who had been living in hotels before quarantine became prime targets. But some who had rented apartments in certain communities have also ended up on the streets. To end today's episode, Beijing is grappling to hold the doors to the U.S. market open and to stop Chinese companies from losing access to it. According to Bloomberg, citing people familiar with the matter, talks are ongoing between Chinese and American regulators on allowing on-site U.S. inspections of the Chinese companies listed in New York. Companies listed in the U.S. must allow American regulators to audit their books under requirements passed during the Trump era. But Beijing has blocked foreign access to those records in the name of its national security, as it considers them state secrets. Bloomberg's anonymous insiders say regulators on both sides are negotiating for U.S. inspectors to visit China to oversee audit protocol. On the U.S. side, that team of regulators comes from the Public Company Accounting Oversight Board, or PCAOB. An agreement has not yet been reached.
The pressure on China ramped up a notch recently after U.S. regulators published a provisional list of Chinese companies at risk, meaning they face being kicked off the New York Stock Exchange and NASDAQ unless China complies. China says the China Securities Regulatory Commission is confident the two sides will reach a deal. The agency notes it's in contact with the PCAOB on a regular basis in an effort to resolve the dispute. That's all for today's China In Focus. I'm Tiffany Meyer. If you have any feedback on the show or have something you'd like to see us cover, send us an email at chinainfocus at ntd.com. We'd love to hear from you. Thanks for watching and see you tomorrow.